Welcome to Alternative Talk, where we focus on real life, everyday people who are positively affected by cannabis. We'll be speaking to patients, advocates, and professionals keeping you informed on the latest trends and advancements in the medical cannabis industry, bringing quality of living to life. Real stories from real people spreading the real truth about cannabis. Now, here's the host of Alternative Talk, Bear Savon. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, it's a great show, as always. Uh, today, we have something uh you know, pretty neat. Uh, I've never, you know, had had the opportunity to have two individuals on our show. Uh, first, you know, I'd like to introduce Akemi. Uh, she's one of our team members at Alternative Vibes, and she's also a part of SSDP. For those that's not familiar with SSDP, that's Students for Sensible Drug Policy. So, Akemi, hello. How are you? Hi there. I'm awesome. It's really awesome to be here, and I'm excited to introduce our main guest on the show today. Absolutely. And who's that? That is Vilmarie Narlak. She is the Drug Education Manager for Students for Sensible Drug Policy. Vilmarie, hello. Hi, everyone. Good to be here. Hey, hey. How are you? Good, good. Thanks. All right. Awesome. So thank you for coming on the show today. And Akemi, you as well. I appreciate that. And SSDP, it'd be great to you know, hear a little bit more about you guys, not just on this show, but possibly you know, hear you guys on a future podcast, right? So thank you. So Bill Marie, you're a drug education manager for SSDP. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and then a little bit about what you do for SSDP. That's right. So I am a psychologist by training. So I um, have a doctorate in clinical psychology and um, my focus there was substance use disorders and mental health. And I actually did my dissertation on drug education. So all the while I was going through my doctoral education and training, I was also a chapter member of Students for Sensible Drug Policy at Roosevelt University. So I have been involved since 2009 um, in the organization, which for those who are not familiar, it's a grassroots international organization that um, really our main goal is to end the war on drugs. And we have over 300 chapters in over 26 countries now, which is just incredible how much it's grown um, internationally. And um, really, we, we do a lot of work around policy and education and harm reduction. And our students are just amazing, talented wonderful individuals. Um, so we do a lot of really great work. Um, some of our students will lobby, some of our students do direct policy change action, um, and a, a lot of our students do the drug education program, which is um, the, the main reason that I am now a staff member at SSDP. So um, as I was in school, I decided that my I wanted to study drug education a little bit, so that was my dissertation, and I basically um, took some focus group data where we asked youth, so young people who had already graduated from high school but had been through drug education programs, about what their experiences were and what they think drug, drug education should look like or could look like. So I really use that to inform um, my portion of the development of our Just Say No, and that's K-N-O-W, as in knowledge, um, peer education program. 
at SSDP. And so really what one of the big takeaways of, of my research was that um, students wanted to be involved in the development of anything um, that would be, you know, addressed to them essentially. So so that was a big thing that we wanted to ensure we did for our program was to make sure that our students, our SSTP members, were involved in the development of this program. So we took a lot of their feedback, a lot of their um, sort of previous knowledge and what they thought was important for them to know to be a really like high quality SSDP member. And we also... Um, sort of tapped uh, expert, other experts in the field of harm reduction and education and psychology um, to help us um, compile the um, wonderful resources that we use and um, help really build the curriculum as it, as it is today. And so we piloted the program in two, uh, 2016 um, at our international um, conference and uh, since then, I've been gathering more and more feedback from students. So that was sort of the pilot. And that has helped me sort of fine tune things for this year. And I launched the second edition in October. And so far, it's, it's better than ever. I'm you know, getting a lot of good response from students. And they seem to be really enjoying the materials and really enjoying what it is that they get to do. And so the way that the program works, it's kind of a two-tiered system. So the first piece is a student has to become trained to be a SSDP certified peer educator. And so what that means is they go through our training curriculum and all of that lives online um, at our website, ssdp.org, and then it's slash just say no. And so anyone can access this. It's totally free and available. And so students go there and they pull up the training curriculum, which is really just a long Google Doc of links and um, information for each lesson. So there are 13 lessons now, um, and they go, they talk about sort of sort of setting the tone for what, what it means to be a peer educator, and then we talk about sort of the basics about drug policy and the history of the drug war, and we go into things like how to recognize um, if somebody may be having a difficult relationship with, with substances and how to sort of work with them and support them and help them find resources. Um, it goes through harm reduction and how to take care of ourselves as activists, which is hugely important. Um, you know, a lot of times we, we spend a lot of time and energy on this work and it can be draining. So we want to make sure that our students know how to take care of themselves in this as well. Um, and we talk about um, a, a lot of really useful things and, and then we kind of go into skills building, like how to, how to do, run a successful presentation, um, how to practice like useful listening skills. And, um, and then we also talk about, um, or we also talk a little bit about more of like global drug policy and um, the intersection of drug policy and other important social issues. Um, and then we've also added this year, based on our, our feedback from our students, a couple of additional sort of elective lessons. And one of those is a nightlife harm reduction lesson that I um, developed with the folks at Dance Safe and the folks at the Music Fan Program of Dr the Drug Policy Alliance. 
And so it's a really good resource for for our young people who may be involved in, in nightlife and want to know how to better take care of themselves and their peers in those settings. And then the last lesson that we came up with is a psychedelics uh, history um and research and sort of social issues lesson to give our students that are interested in psychedelics a really good sort of baseline knowledge, a good place of like where to start to learn about this stuff um, as a jumping off point. And, and I created that with um, my friends here in Chicago, uh, the Chicago Psychedelic Club. So it's so that's the first part. So students go through that um, by um, answering a set of questions that are associated with each of the lessons. And then once they're trained, they're able to um, present to their peers our Just Say No drug education modules. So those are you know, a handful of modules on a bunch of different drugs um, that they can then um, share with their peers and make presentations about, um, you know, anything you ever wanted to know about a drug. And that's kind of the, the overall gist of, of the program. Right, right. And that's a lot of uh, information. And, you know, definitely you mentioned going on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'd like to learn a little bit more because I'm, I'm always interested to learn more. Not interested to learn because I want to use the drugs or, or, or any, you know, people can categorize as drugs. You know, obviously my thing is uh, cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always good to know because, I mean, for example, like I'm afraid, like if my daughter goes to college uh, one day and she's 17 now, so that's pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, one thing I'm always worried as a parent is, hey, what happens, you know, uh, when my child goes away uh, long, you know, uh, let's just say she goes, you know, to another state and, you know, she has no one there for support. And it seems like, you know, SSDP, the great thing is I've seen events like Akemi yeah. um, had done an event while we're at an event. So it was like she was part of our team, you know, and she had her uh, uh, with the SSDP um, table. And, um, you know, it was great because, you know, it, it's really knowledgeable to sort of uh, to learn, you know, about what drugs can, you know, how they can interact with you and how, how could someone could be more responsible because I like the fact that you guys are using no, K-N-O-W, rather than, you know, the, the word no. Because for me, I feel like uh, if, if a young individual, they're going to want to experiment. And once when they have that in their thoughts, I believe that they're going to do it some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. So if they are, it's just like, you know, sex. You know, have safe sex, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to use cannabis, if you're going to use some type of psychedelic treatment, let's be responsible, you know, right. we were just, I mean. There, you just hit the premise of harm reduction, didn't he, Bill Murray? He sure did. <laughs> All right, appreciate that. You guys need somebody to, you know, can I get a job? <laughs> so, um, but, hey, we're going to take a quick break. You know, uh, it's a great uh, first segment. And for those that are listening in, we're with Will Marie. She's a drug uh, um, uh, uh, education manager uh, for SSDP. And we have our fellow, our member here uh, with Akemi. She's joined us as well. So let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, you know, let's get in a little bit more about how these programs, you know, are being reached out. I have a question I do like to ask. So let's take a break. Thank you. More real stories from real people spreading the real truth about cannabis on Alternative Talk when we return. 
Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apexsupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Bringing quality of living to life. Welcome back to Alternative Talk, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, and we're back from the break. So for those that are listening in, I'm with Bill Marie. Uh, she's with SSDP, and she was, you know, giving us a little bit insight of um, the programs that are available through SSDP. And uh, we have a Kemi here that's joined us as well, uh, one of our team members. Um, so, Bill uh, Marie, before we went on the uh, quick break there, uh, I had a question. I mean, one of the things is for me when I think of of just listening, you know, for you for a few minutes. My question is, is there a certain in like more where people may reach out regards of like let's just say uh, psychedelic treatments or you know cannabis or I mean, what do you guys see more favorable where someone's reaching out or that's con- questions or concerns? Yeah, um, I, I mean, as far as students that come to SSDP, so recently we've actually been getting a lot of our um, interest. So a lot of people that are applying or are coming to us wanting to be involved or wanting to start a chapter on their campus have actually come to us through MAPS, which is a multidisciplinary association for psychedelic studies. And um, so if you're a student and you contact them about wanting to help, usually they will um, direct you to SSDP. Um, And so we have a lot of students that are very interested um, in psychedelics and, uh, you know, sort of psychedelic research and potentially psychedelic uh, assisted therapy um, and just really all of the things associated with with that. Um, And we certainly also have a lot of students that are still very interested in um, policy change around cannabis. Um, We have a lot of students that are interested in harm reduction, of course, um, and and educating their peers on on drug use issues. So we we got a a lot of variety as far as our, our student base, but we are seeing a lot of a lot of interest in psychedelics in particular um, recently. 
Nice, nice. I, I mean, it, it's definitely, uh, you know, for for many that is not familiar with psychedelic, you know, there's, uh, you know, I think people should Google up psychedelic treatments. Um, I think it's, you know, can help so many, whether it's addiction or, um, you know, some type of, you know, uh, I guess, you know, a lot of it's with addictions from my scene, depressions, whatnot, um, you know, behavioral changes, you know, more for a positive input on life. At least that's the way I feel about it. Um, yes. The other thing, too, I wanted to mention was, I, we were just at an, uh, an event not too long ago, uh, Other World. Uh, for those that are listening, if you guys know about Other World, uh, you know, there was one event that was just in uh, St. Charles, Illinois, not too long ago, or, um, over the weekend. And uh, beautiful thing. But one of the things I did see out there was I got a free pizza. <clears throat> How? Uh, one of our team members came over and said, hey, uh, someone from SSDP uh, came and gave me some pizza and see if, you know, if I needed, you know, uh you know, if I was okay. So it was nice to really see that yeah. there's that type of support because the event was beautiful. There was different artists from all, all over the Chicagoland area and I'm pretty sure different uh, um, parts of Illinois as well. Uh, but it was great because it was like, wow, you know, this seems like a great environment for one. And two is, you know, it seems like in most cases, everyone was responsible, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. That's what's important for me is that I can know eventually is when my teenage daughter, you know, gets to a certain age, um, she will be more responsible in the decisions that she makes in life, including if it's experimentals. Um, you know, that's something that obviously. Join SSDP. <laughs> yes, yes. So definitely something I'll bring up to her. Maybe she'll listen to the show as well. So uh, mm -hmm. we'll definitely see. Very cool. Very cool. So um, the programs, uh, you were talking to us about, you know, different um, drug education programs mm -hmm. um, and the different students. Uh, yep. I mean, is this something that you see that they eventually will, you know, this turns into a career because it's not something that just, oh, I'm going to college and I wanted to join this group because it has to do with drugs, right? Mm -hmm. um, is this something that, you, I mean, what's the positive? I mean, obviously, it's all positive for me. I mean, what do you see for in, young individuals that starts at SD, SSDP? And then do you see that something that could be like a career change or path in their life? Absolutely. So we actually, um, re relatively recently, within the past year or so, started a career services program with SSDP. Um, because so many students were asking that very question, very question, like, how can I make this or how can I get a career out of this? How can I use the skills that I've learned in SSDP in my future? Um, and, you know, we have a lot of great partnerships with a lot of different organizations and a lot of friends in, in the in the field who, you know, both in, in cannabis and, and in psychedelics and in other harm reduction um, who know that our chapter members are strong leaders and have already come with lots of skills and training and you know capacity to do wonderful things so um, so we have a lot of uh, different folks who will come to us and ask and say like hey I've got this position open I think it would be perfect for someone from SSDP and we, you know, we'll put that, you know, make that available to folks. And, and so we have, there's a lot of internships that are, that end up being created because we have students who are interested in something in particular. And then we, you know, connect them with the right person that can help them sort of build their, their career. So that's been like one of the coolest things that I've seen through SSDP. And, and, and certainly, I mean, 
SSDP has become my career. So um, even though I, I trained to study to be a clinical psychologist, um, I'm now the, the drug education manager of SSDP. So so I've gotten so many opportunities um, through SSDP in the harm reduction world, just making amazing connections with with wonderful, wonderful people. And I think that's one of the best things, aside from the training, aside from the policy change, one of the best things about SSDP is the networking and the people that you meet. Um, and I know that Akemi can probably, uh, would probably agree with me that um, our folks are just awesome. And, yeah. and um, you know, we, we really believe in and support our students in any way. I've, I've definitely read over cover letters and resumes and, and acted as a, as a reference for people, wrote, written recommendation letters for SSD peers because I really believe in them and what they can do um, and because they've been in SSDP. Right. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I can definitely attest to, uh, and I guess for people joining us after the break, my name's Akemi. I work with Alternative Vibes alongside Bear. And I'm just here as a co-host today on the show. But uh, can definitely attest, Bill Marie, to the amazing career-building skills I've gained from SSTP alone. Like, that's why I'm here right now, honestly. It's how I got my internship and how I got my job with Alternative Vibes because of the things I learned from SSTP and just having that on my resume. Um, but I guess, Bill Marie, I wanted to kind of go a different route from career-building. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to hear more about... I guess your stance on drug education in general, it's your career, it's your job. You've mm-hmm. Maybe you've been met with some hesitation about how important it is to spread drug education like this. Like, should we really be talking about this with our kids? Um, and I know Bear, as a dad, you might be kind of curious, like, is this okay for my daughter to know about? Should I be teaching her about psychedelics at 16 years old? So just wanted to hear, uh, I guess, like, briefly benefits of doing this. Yeah, and my answer is no, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I mean, it's, it's really hardful because it's like, yeah. hey, you know, like I said, even even the, the, the topic of safe sex, right? Hey, you know, how do I simply just ask my daughter, are you having sex? I mean, for me, it's frustrating. I'm a single father. She lives with me. So mm-hmm. I try to you know, be sensitive on, you know, um, women things, right? So, um, and, and then I want her to be comfortable, but, you know, now it's like, when is the right time to say, hey, um, are you doing drugs at school? Are you doing, are you having sex at school? I mean, that could be pretty overwhelming for any teenager living with the pressure of not just the parents being upset at home, but when they go to school, then it's like everyone's doing it, right? Just to say, not everyone's doing drugs or, or, or having sex at school and, you know, but the focus is really is that, you know, these type of anxieties can come from, you know, a teenager and it can affect them later on how they make decisions in the future and even their career path. Right. And I mean, for me is I feel that, you know, with with, you know, SDP is something that helps make my job a little easier as a parent, because why? Sometimes as you know, when when you're younger, you don't want to listen to your parents because my friends knows everything or you know i feel that i am being you know controlled right because i heard from you know even my sister uh, a couple of times where she said that hey does your did anybody say anything to you at your school where uh, some teachers are telling my kids to not listen to the parents if they don't feel like talking about it then wait until they're ready to talk about it but i guess for her it felt like i'm the parent they should be ready to talk to me anytime right they should be able to be 
comfortable to come to me at any time. So, but before you answer the question, Ville Marie, um, mm-hmm. that is a great question, Akemi. But let's go ahead and take a quick break, right? right. And then, um, you know, we'll come right back. And then, uh, you know, those that are listening, please continue to, uh, you know, join us. And then uh, let's let's hear what Ville Marie has to say. Thank you. More real stories from real people spreading the real truth about cannabis on Alternative Talk when we return. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Bringing quality of living to life. Welcome back to Alternative Talk, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, everybody. Thank you. We're back from the break. It is our last segment. So those that are listening in, uh, there was one particular question that was asked before the break. And I'm going to go ahead and give, uh, you know, Akemi the opportunity to ask that question again and, you know, give Bill Marie the floor. So, uh, Akemi, what was that question? Hello. Again, my name's Akemi. I'm co-hosting here on the show today. And, Bill Marie, I guess I just wanted to ask, given your title as drug education manager, maybe you've been encountered by people who are like, really, that's what you do? Or why are you doing that? Why would you teach kids about drugs that way? Uh, I just wanted to hear the benefits that you think there are with sharing drug education with our youth. Yeah, thank you. I think that's an excellent question. I will start by sharing like a quick story that um, back probably around 2011, 2012, I was still a student, still involved in SSDP. And I was part of this group in Chicago as I was an I was working at um, one of the local universities in the counseling center. Um, And so I was part of this group of counselors and administrators from various uh, colleges and universities in the Chicago area. Uh, It was like the College Alcohol Harm Reduction Coalition of Chicago or something like this. Um, And we would meet often and um, we got together for, it was like a, a workshop day and I was in a group of people, of different administrators. Mind you, I'm still a student, a grad student, but still a student um, nonetheless. And one person who is an administrator from a large university in Chicago area 
um, was talking about this uh, program that they use um, during orientation before freshmen come to, to school. And I had just been talking to other um, SSD peers about this very program. Um, and one person had told me, who happened to go to the school, that uh, students don't really like it. It's something where they have to go online and answer a bunch of questions. And usually they, they can Google ways to like answer the questions in a way to get through it faster. Um, and it just wasn't something that they found that was really useful to them. And, or that they wanted or really was useful. And so I, I brought this up in that meeting and the person basically just said, well, they don't really know what they want. And so that was sort of the, the fuel that, that lit my fire um, mm -hmm. to, to focus on drug education and find out what it is that young people want and, and really just kind of like, you know, not that I've really shown this person anything, but but for for me, I, I because I knew that that was wrong, um, and I wanted to really like put that out there and and show how students um, do know what they want, and, and really, since I've done this program and since I've been talking to people, I really haven't gotten a lot of pushback. Um, I've actually had some some schools, some middle school and high school folks, um, you know, administrators or parents reach out to me because they want something like this in their school. They recognize that their young people and young people in their communities are using drugs and that the the whatever drug education they're getting isn't sufficient. Right. Um, and 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 you know, Bear mentioned you know talking to friends. You know, and how her daughter, his daughter, could talk to a friend and get more information than you know a teacher or someone else, an authority figure could provide, and that's really why our program is peer focused, um, because we recognize that students go to their peers first when they are experimenting and want to know what to do, um, and you know, although we don't you know condone drug use, we are. You know, we recognize that people do it, and we want to reduce the harms associated with them um, using in a way that might not be safe. So we provide them with the information to do it. And that's one of the ways our, our program is a little bit different than some traditional drug prevention, drug use prevention programs is we're really targeting those young people who may be experimenting or thinking about experimenting or already using um, versus those who haven't tried anything yet. Um, although it also works for those who haven't tried anything yet um, because maybe they have friends that are using and they can still get the information and it can still be useful um, to the people that they interact with. So so that's kind of how ours is different and, and really I've, I've we've only heard good things so far. We've also had um, like administration approach some of our chapters to present things from our program during orientation for new freshmen um, and collaborating with their health promotion offices to, to work on programming. So um, I, in, in college campuses especially, I, I see that they, they do value harm reduction. Um, for the most part, but it can be difficult for the administrators to um, to do anything to start something because they have you know their own rules. But if it's coming from students, um, it's a little bit easier to kind of get that ball rolling. Definitely did notice that uh, even among my own school at DePaul, there was just a lot of um, 
I guess the administrators were kind of afraid to say things, but they seemed rather supportive, kind of low-key, though, uh, towards our organization and what we're all about. So it's just interesting, I guess, seeing that um, distinguishment. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And definitely, uh, you know, it's good to know, too, because it gives me confidence um, knowing that there's groups like SSDP that's out there that's willing to, you know, put the time and efforts to educate. And even if that's educating a peer that doesn't, you know, necessarily say, hey, you know, I do drugs or I'm taking it, but I know people. So yeah. something that they can learn is like CPR. It could come very exactly. helpful at a time where, you know, um, if someone was having a bad experience, you know. Um, but definitely I like to learn a little bit more. And, you know, unfortunately we've come to a time where we're running out on the show. Um, it is, you know, an, a, at an end. Um, is there any final uh you know, information or websites or anything that you want to give to share so we can, uh, you know, share with the others to listen in or check it out? Sure. If you're interested in, in reading about and seeing our curriculum and our program, you can go to ssdp.org slash just say no. And again, that's spelled K-N-O-W and find everything you need there. Um, and, you know, SSDP is also on Twitter and we're on Facebook um, and Instagram, I think now. So you can follow us on, on all of the social medias and see what we're up to. All right. There you go. Well, everybody, Akemi, Vilmarie, all those listening, thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Baron Akemi. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.